are you sure you want to be part of this? Because oh, I've listened to this show. I know what I I I, I think I know what I'm getting myself <laughs> into here. I very mm-hmm. doubt that. <laughs> the following program is for mature audiences only. If you're under 18, it's not for you. People in this podcast are not experts on anything. This is simply their opinion. Enjoy. Ripping the wheel is knuckles wet and white with desire. The 26 Roadster ripping down the raceway like a slug from a 45. True death. 400 horsepower. Maximum performance. Piercing the night. This is down the hole. Hi, welcome to Down the Hole. I'm Clint. I'm, I'm Mark. I'm Justin. And I'm Mark, the guest today. Yeah, we have our first inaugural guest. Yeah. Mark was supposed to be on before, but uh, my mother took a header and uh, she got kookaloots and ended up in the hospital for a couple days, so we had to reschedule. Then, then we had the mothers all on for Mother's Day and they, they refused to sign the waiver. The lost episode, Mother's Day. <laughs> that was uh, that was sponsored by Planned Parenthood because it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had to abort that fucking adventure. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Did your mom ever get an attorney? Oh, I'm out of the fucking will. <laughs> right now, man. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna turn this game down a little. We're peaky. Alrighty. Mark, Mark's our, our mutual friend. Yes. Yes. Mm. Through you. Yes. I'm just a dingleberry. I just adopt other people's friends. How do you think I feel? I don't know anybody originally. Have you're only 18. I mean, and... and well, I'm hanging out with my father's friends. Yeah, you, you have no that, friends, that's, though, that's, of your own. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're going to give you a little backstory here on Mark. Uh, Mark's a really good friend. Um, you know what? Let's let Mark tell his story, all right? Sure. All right, so... As was discussed, I am a friend to Clint and Justin and now Rourke. I met Clint, yes, 13 or so years ago. I started working at a shop that Clint had started out about a month previous to me. And, and he screwed up so they had to hire you <laughs> after a month? Yeah, something maybe. But uh, at the time, I was very Mormon. And uh, Clint wasn't, still isn't. But I don't, I, don't, I, I don't know if it was an opposites attract sort of thing or if it was a, I'm also an aficionado of antique cars. Uh, maybe that was, but Clint and I became friends and despite our differences. Or, it, it was similar backgrounds, basically, yeah. though. Growing, I mean, it really was similar backgrounds is what brought us kind of together, you know. I mean, it wasn't necessarily the religion thing. The religion thing was very overlooked. I mean, yeah. It wasn't necessarily that, but it was very the same outlook. You know, our dads were into cars. We were into cars. We dig the same tunes. We dig the same. Obviously, Mark likes bow ties, and I think they're for pussies, but, you know, that's up to you. Well, okay, well, I'm sure we'll get into this more. I did grow up a Chevy guy. Now I've got five Dodges. I'm not real sure how that happened, but, you know, I've become a Mopar guy. You've evolved. Something like that. So the off-off brand... Anyway, so I met Clint all those years ago. We became friends, did some car show stuff together, did some social stuff together. I met Justin through Clint because of the car show stuff. And I've known Justin for, yeah, you know, probably, what, seven or so years now? Yeah, that sounds about right. You were were my first uh, pinstriping client. Thank you very much. You're welcome. He pinstriped my KitchenAid. I pinstriped his mixer. Yep, about a year ago, in fact. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, and I haven't touched a pinstriping brush since, so... 
We were going to market that out for you. So, yeah, if you need any pinstriping, I check know. out Wood, just, <laughs> <laughs> wood Studio Designs. Yeah. He'll fucking you need any pinstriping, I've got some people I can refer you yeah. to. <laughs> Andy Kawahara, are you listening? <laughs> Probably not. Probably mm-hmm. not. Yeah, too esteemed for this. Nobody listens to this. All right, Mark. So, that's the background. I've known Clint for quite a while. I've known Justin for a while. And... Uh, where do you want to go from here? I, I, I believe we should just jump right into the January story. The January really. story. All right, here we go. I mean, so January 2018. Uh, let's back up a little beyond that. The car I had at the time was a 26 Ford Roadster. It did have a Chevy engine and it had a reproduction body. <laughs> and it had a frame that I built in my garage. And Clint used to tell me, what part of that is a Ford? And I would say, well, the rear axle is a Ford, and the electric fan came off of a Taurus. That's Ford. Oh, and the title. The title says it's a Ford. There you go. That's so, the all-important title. So to my, it was a Ford. But uh, And I had ran, raced this car out at uh, our local racetrack several times. It, it wasn't super fast, but it was but a it pretty was quick. Consistent. Yeah. It was a pretty quick little street car. Yeah. It would run 11.5 all day long. It's 11.5 at altitude also. 11.5 at altitude at 120-something miles an hour. So the local racetrack had announced that 2018 was going to be their last season. They were going to close. And I wanted to participate in all of the races that I could out there. Just have have a bunch of fun. And the car, the best it had ever run was about 11 and a quarter. On a real good day, whatever there was. It was so close to being a 10-second car that I really thought that with a little working on it, I could get there. So uh, I put new seals in the supercharger. I that had a head gasket leak. I pulled the heads and put new gaskets in it. Went through the carburetor, cleaned it up a bit. I really thought it was going to be a 10-second car. And there was an event at the drag strip in Tucson that January that I wanted to take the car down there, test it out, have some fun. See what I could do with it. See if it was, I could really make it a 10-second car. So what size motor was this? It was a Chevy 350. So it wasn't one of the LS. No, it wasn't. Swap no, bullshit. it was a. Yeah. a it was, the engine was 1973, so it was a first generation. So you didn't have, block. So you didn't get to go to like the 7-Eleven to get the parts to fix it or anything. Or <laughs> it was older than that. It more, was. More it vintage. was old. It was yeah, almost as old as me. Cool. With, uh, and it had just a shit. little. Uh, 1980-something B&M baby blower on it. wasn't a big blower. But it was a light car, so yeah. that, that helped out to make it as quick as it was. And went down there, and very first, it was Friday afternoon. I was one of the first five or so pairs of cars to go down the track right as soon as the track opened, and all hell broke loose. I was, and I had run this car Many times at the drag strip, I'd run it out on the Bonneville Salt Flats. I had practiced bailing out of the car in case of an emergency. I was pretty sure that I knew what I was doing in this car. But when a tire comes apart at over 100 miles an hour, there's not much you can do. Good Lord. And so I took a... And there's this is on video. I've seen the video, so I know this is what happened. The uh, front tire, right? Front, right front tire came apart. Put me in the wall, hard right turn hit the wall, bounced off the wall, went across the racetrack, tripped the timing light in the other lane. Good lord. 
bounced off of the left side wall and when that happened, it, when it hit the left side, it twisted the frame to the right and it pulled the hose off of the uh, fuel pump. And that's when it started dumping gas. And in the process of all this, it knocked me unconscious. So now the car is resting at the end of the racetrack on fire because the sparks had ignited the fuel. I'm unconscious and I just sat in the car and burned until Good the track Lord. crew got to me and extinguished the fire and extracted me. And they told me I was unconscious when they pulled me out of the car. I don't remember the wreck at all. I don't remember any of the hospital stuff afterwards for a while anyway. So yeah, it was, that trip did not turn out the way I expected it to. That's scary stuff. Do you, it was a lot. Uh, now you say you don't remember, you weren't cog cognizant of what was going on at the time. You just, do you, have you had any like PTSD or any bad dream kind of stuff? I, I no. I, really? I, yeah, because I, I know of other burn survivors that have an aversion to the fire or to whatever caused their accident. I don't have any, I, I don't remember the experience, wow. so I don't have any negative associations with the experience. Wow, that's I, At least I think that's why it works that way. But no, I, I still love old cars, and I, I, as soon as I get my 55 going, I'm going racing again. Right on, man. Good for you, buddy. Yep. Yeah. Way to go. Good Lord. <clears throat> You're guttier than I am. <laughs> Or stupider, I don't know. Oh, well, you still does have you know a few limbs left that yeah. you have to take a few parts off them. So what the you know, fuck? So uh, and and that leads us into the uh, next aspect of all of this, the hospital stay. So I I received suffered how whatever the right word is, third degree well second degree burns on ten percent, and third degree burns on fifty percent. Wow. So both of my legs, ankle to crotch, are grafted. My right arm, all the way to just past my shoulder, is grafted. A little bit on the back side of my left arm, back of my neck, and a section of my face. I was wearing a helmet, of course, for the race, but the impact knocked the visor off of my oh, helmet. My it was sitting on the floor, still intact, You're when they put the fire me. out. So the area around my right eye and on my nose a little bit where the visor came off where it was exposed to the flame so that part of my face is grafted and my fingers were damaged so badly they all had to be amputated and while I was in the hospital I was uh, given some medication to shunt the blood from my limbs and to my core so that my organs wouldn't fail and that medication cost me my left palm. Oh my God. So my left palm is amputated right at my wrist joint. And uh, I've got a tiny little nub of a thumb on my right hand, but no fingers yeah. on my right hand. I, 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 I do remember the, those. The... <sighs> so I, we're all friends here. I, I know that, but you know, I mean, those phone calls from from your wife at the time, you know, oh, they 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 cut back this much more. They they they, they amputated this much more. We're we're leaving on a plane right now. He's he's not gonna make it. Leaving it's, on a plane. That's something that we didn't discuss. So all of this, I, I that, did that mention. That was her flying down there. That, yeah, that wasn't. I mean, right, right. Because I mentioned that this my wreck happened in Tucson. I was treated at the burn center in Phoenix, Arizona. And all of my family lives here, hundreds of miles away. Sure. So, 
all, all of <laughs> the God. all of the stuff that was going on. You know, I was in Arizona for six months, and I was sedated the whole time. So my wife at the time would go down there. She spent three out of those six months, three of them she was there. Wow. Which meant she spent three months away from our kids. Oh, my God. Because and our adult kids stepped in and neighbors and mm-hmm. things were okay at home. But then the three months that she was here, she was worried about me there. Yeah. And it, yeah. she did tell me it got to the point where she just... She had to turn off her phone at night because even if I had died in the night, there wouldn't have been anything she could do about it anyway. Just till the next day. Just overload. Yeah, yeah. It was just. It was a lot. That's what I feel the worst about about all of this, is the toll that it took on the people I love. Jesus Christ, that's a burden to bear, though. I mean, Mm -hmm. it it was a brutal, and not even six months in all actuality, because you know, there was so much recovery after it, and everything else, and you know. I mean, part of, part of my story is, um, is can we say her name? you want to say her name or just leave her out of it? Um, or, I don't uh, mind if we say her name. Okay, so, so Joycelyn is, is Mark's uh, previous wife, ex-wife. And uh, she, she texted me Saturday morning and said that Mark had been in an accident and uh, he wasn't expected to make it. Um, obviously, I have no fucking medical degree at all. I have no fucking, you know, obviously the feeling overwhelming. Sure. And so uh, I'm like, how can I help? She's like, well, he's down there with, with another friend of ours. We can say Wayne's name, right? Wade, yeah. Wade, yeah, we can say Wade's name. Down there with another buddy. He went down there with another buddy, Wade. And he's up at the burn center. I'm going down there now. And I'm like, well... You know, what can I do? She's like, all of his stuff is in Tucson. His truck's in Tucson. I need it so I can drive it around here. Well, you um, fucking deadheaded your ass. I remember that. I, I did not do that alone. I, I, I did. I uh, I picked up the phone, called another buddy of ours, called Tom and said, hey, this happened. Tom said, uh, let me let me grab some clothes and let's fucking roll. And uh, I said, yeah, right. Cool, let's fucking do this. So I got a hold of Mark's uh, brother, Mike, and he, he couldn't go with us. He had to work or something else going on. But he says, you know, and at the time we were going to jump in Tom's like 77 Ford truck and a flatbed trailer and shit and just fucking roll to fucking Tucson. Mike said, hey, you know, you can borrow my truck, big Dodge Dually, four door, and uh, my trailer and everything. We'll, we'll go get his stuff. Bring shit home. Tom's two boys, Preston and uh, Brad, both went with us down there and everything. And we we, we pretty much fucking straight on shot through it right to Tucson. And the listeners want to want to know why the ignorant prick sitting next to the next to the computer didn't go. I don't I don't think I called. I don't think I. And I didn't know. I mean, I knew you much. I've known you. I've been close right. to you for a long time, but. But at that point, you were kind of Clint's buddy, and and Tom was kind of Clint's buddy, and I wasn't... We knew each other from car shows. Sure, sure. We weren't that close at the time. Yeah, yeah. So some of these relationships have developed in the intervening years, but... Yeah. God damn. Well, you know, this deal with Mark did make me a lot closer to a lot of my friends. Definitely, definitely. uh, I mean, God, we talked every week. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I gave everybody updates and stuff like that, but yeah, we, we were the first ones there to see the car. Jesus what was left of Christ. it? Yeah, what was left of it? Well, we put the, put its remains on a trailer and brought it back. And uh, Preston, he drove your little Dodge truck back to uh, Joycelyn. And uh, I, I was asked if I wanted to see you in Arizona. And uh, I said, Nah, man. I'll, I'll see him. I'll see him when he gets the fuck out, man. We'll, we'll, I'll see him when he gets out. And. Uh, She's all, all right. So I came home, and that statement haunted me for so long because, uh, fuck, every other week it was just bad fucking news. Yeah. Bad news, bad news. It took such a long time to turn that fucking corner to where we started getting positive fucking results that I I, I did regret not, not seeing him in Tucson. Phoenix at that time, my bad, Phoenix at that time. Fucking chronic little bitch. Um, I, I, I did, you know, I, I did regret that. And, uh, came back to Salt Lake. Fucking haunted the shit out of me, man. I mean, we went to load the car. I mean, I'm really fucking glad that Tom was there. Because, God, I, like you said, I seen the helmet. The visor was still in the car. Fucking shoes were still in the car. Blowing your shoes clean off your fucking feet. Um, There's a Mark-shaped hole where Mark should have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah right in that car. <clears throat> yeah, the and the seat cover wasn't fire damaged, but all the padding around the roll bar sure oh, was. Oh, Jesus Christ. Were you wearing a fire suit? No, the car wasn't fast enough to require one, and they're kind of expensive, so I didn't have one. Oh, jeez. And I, I, I uh, yeah, I, I'd seen the damage... Up close and pearl. I, I fucking lost it. Yeah. I'm not even. I fucking lost it. So we got him back. Got him back home. Go ahead and tell your sure. story. All right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. Like I said earlier, I was sedated the entire time that I was in Arizona. So I time traveled the long way around. Sure. Um, I found out later. You know, it was so. This all happened in January. And the next thing I remember, okay, back up a little bit. I had lots of memories that I call stories in my brain because I was riding that. I, I asked uh, I asked Joyce one time what they had me on, and she said everything, ketamine, fentanyl, all of it. I was anything with three syllables. You had it. I had it. So I, all of the uh, the memories that I had. I, that, that's not what actually was happening, but sure. to me, they're memories. Well, it was dream time. It was. Oh, I was yeah. dreaming for six months yeah. straight. So at any rate... But you know what's kind of cool about that, if you think about that? I mean, while your body was healing, I don't know what... These medications were supposed to keep you sedated, but while you're tripping balls, I mean, your brain's getting a workout. Oh, yeah. Don't you yeah. think? I, I mean, I, that's what kept the neurons firing mm -hmm. and... I think that's important. Well, and that might, you say it like that, I didn't think about this before, that, uh, you know, all of those sedation medications, they can damage your organs. That's why they had, oh, Jesus. had the, uh, had me on the medication to bring my blood to my core. Oh, yeah. Well, your brain is an organ. Sure. And so the doctors told my family that he, I'd been on all those drugs for so long that there was no way to know what I was going to be like when I woke up. I could be me. 
I could be a vegetable. I could be a toddler. There's no way to know until he until he wakes up. And of course, there's no accounting for lack of oxygen. Right. Yeah. Because I I was breathing fire the whole time I was in the car. So and that that's actually why I had to be sedated for so long, was to allow my lungs. My lungs were really damaged. Oh my god. So, by the time I woke up, I had already had my all of the surgeries on the outside. I, I looked like this. I know the first few or the listeners can't see me, but I looked like this when I woke up because I was all healed you, from my surgery. You wow. did not look like that. Okay, you that's were true. Fucking covered in band aids, man. <laughs> Fuck you. First time I seen you, you had one eye fucking gleaming at me, and I don't even think you even fucking recognized me. That, to be okay. completely honest with you, you. You are correct about all that. I looked more like this than I did previously sure sure i was mostly healed up from my surgeries but uh but yeah my, my lungs were bad and i remember yeah i was on a ventilator for another two and a half months good god after i woke up be and that's they said okay now he's good enough to come off those drugs and i was still on a vent for you know a, i guess it wasn't two and a half it was about two months something just occurred to me and it's it's a sidetrack deal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're not going to have an answer. But when somebody is sedated long term and they have to have repeated surgery, I mean, does the anesthesiologist just play solitaire in the corner because the per- the patient's already effectively anesthetized? I mean, that's a that's, good question. That's that... kind of a crazy. I never considered that before. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know the because answer. Because you would have already been under. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Good lord. But uh, I do have one memory, actually, as I think about it. I have one memory from Arizona. So when they took me off the drugs and they allowed me to wake up, there was a... uh, I do have a clear memory of this, that I wanted to sit up. I don't know why that was so important to me, but I wanted to sit up. And I'm told that uh, I had been in what they called the Cadillac chair. It's kind of an overstuffed leather chair that reclines and can do different positions like a, a person's lazy boy. And I've been in that chair many times. But uh, I think when I got in that chair, and I, was, I, I sat up. And there was somebody who was sitting across from me, who I had no idea who she was, of course. But I was sitting there, and I started to lean a little. And somebody grabbed my shoulders and righted me. And she said, that center, try and hold that. And so I'd start to lean a little, and she'd point, and I'd straighten myself wow. out. Wow. And she'd lean, I'd lean, and she'd point, and I'd straighten myself out. You know, And I'd been unconscious for six months. My muscle atrophy had to be yeah, I was gonna awful. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. And so I, was wondering I, if I the assumed... I chair would move you around. And... Nope. I, I assumed that I only did this for a few minutes, and... Because at some point I had to lay back. Sure. And then they loaded me on an air ambulance and flew me to back here to the Salt Lake area. So that was the, he's good enough to go. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. And so, uh, and Joycelyn was there with a friend of hers and she tried to explain to me as best she could in my dazed state. There's, you know, you were in an accident, you'd been in the hospital a long time. You're still in Arizona. You're getting ready to go on an airplane, and you're going to fly back. The kids are at home. The kids are fine. 
we've taken care of everything while you were away. It's been all these months, and, and I think I probably only processed half of it at the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's all of things that I'm telling you now, it's just in retrospect that I've put together since Second, then. Secondhand memories. Secondhand yeah, memories yeah. of it. So she, and she, I do remember her saying, we're going to pack up all, all your stuff in your room, we're going to get in the car, and we're going to drive straight through. You're leaving now. We'll see you in many hours, because we're just going to drive straight from Phoenix to Salt Lake. We'll be there tonight, and we'll see you tonight. Okay, so they loaded me up on this airplane, flew me to Salt Lake. There was transport waiting for me when we got to the airport here, took me to the hospital, the acute care hospital that I was going to go to. She did. She, Joyce Lynn, came to the room. She was there that night, like she said she would be. And uh, at any rate, one of the reasons I'm telling you this story about me sitting myself up is about a year after that, I got a call from the uh, one of the people in the foundation there in Arizona, and they said that they wanted me to come in for a one-year checkup as part of some study they were doing to write up for the foundation. And I could have my local doctor do the examination, and they could just send him the questions and everything they needed to oh, check. Oh, like a telecommute kind of thing. Right. Sure. Or I could take a road trip to Phoenix. Why would I not take a road trip oh, to Phoenix? Jesus. <laughs> so my my son and I got in my truck, the same truck that I drove to Arizona the day before the wreck. Oh, we got in my truck and we went down to Phoenix, and you know, I, and they had me do the the examination thing first thing in the morning because the the person who arranged all this she said, "You're kind of a celebrity here." And we've got to do this first thing because if we let you go say hi to everybody, we will never, never get, get you back. back. Oh, good lord! So uh, we went in, we did the the whole uh, examination thing, and and checked me all over, and saw how my crafts had healed and all that, documented all that, and then I went and I got to go meet everybody. They all knew who I was. I had no idea who any of they were because well, it was all a one-sided situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the, the story about You me look like myself. my fucking eyelids. Everybody looks like my eyelids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah. Well, there was, in fact, there was one uh, person that uh, uh, she had seen me walking down the hall and she said, Mark, is that you? And because uh, she had never seen me standing up before. Wow. So they did not <laughs> like, recognize uh, uh, me not in a bed. <laughs> Who the hell are you? Yeah. Wow. And so I, I told the story about... Uh, me sitting myself up and Andrea the therapist she said that was me that was sitting across from you good god it was me doing the pointing and uh, and she told me if we can get some when somebody's been down that long if we can get them up at all it's usually just for a few minutes of course you were up for 45 minutes and we no, were astonished we could not believe that you held up that long. And you had the cognitive wherewithal to understand mm-hmm. verbal commands and oh, yeah. oh my god. So, I, so that was kind I of like a right. mini neuro deal all yeah. in one. Exactly. So that's going back to what you said earlier, I think those stories in my brain kept my brain firing. You were doing sit up mental sit ups uh-huh. the whole time. The whole time. Wow. Yep. So did all right. That's incredible. Yeah, I Really fucking proud of you, brother. Yeah, the I mean, uh, first, first, no, I mean, 
Let's be honest. Mark was a finished carpenter for his career before the accident. 30 Mark, years. 30 Mark years, I did. Mark worked his hands. I mean, you know, basically the same kind of stuff. Exact same shit I've fucking done my whole whole life, you know? But he was a lot better at it, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got, I got some of his shit at my house that he made out of wood. I, I thought I was fucking like working with wood. Wood was never my fucking medium. But... Fuck you, my last name's Wood. Yeah, don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll take a pee break. Yeah, so we... Yeah. It's talking shit. What else is new? Have you heard the show? Yeah. <laughs> He's too drunk to remember any of it. <laughs> oh, shit. That's the way it is. A lot of these episodes play, I'm like, did I really fucking say yeah, that? Yeah, like... <laughs> Honestly, son of a bitch. Yeah. I'm sober, and I'm still surprised by half of it. Right, yeah, so, I mean, you know what, the first time I saw you after was, I think, day two or three, you were back in Salt Lake, When is when uh, we came up and saw you, mm-hmm. yeah, and you were, you were still pretty fucking out of it, my man, I mean, yeah, you had to go out and... S- we took you outside to see the sun, and I don't want you to say you got up and walked out. Oh hell no! I fuck. We had to we had to put him in the Cadillac recliner yeah. and roll him out. I needed all kinds of. Yeah. I, it's not even that I needed help. I needed somebody to pick me up and put me in the chair because yeah. I, there was no chance yeah. I could have done that. Did that? We uh, moved you out into the sun for a little bit. Um, yeah, I, man. You know, I mean, I, I remember telling people about that. And they would be like, oh, I, I don't think I could ever stand losing my hands. I don't think I could ever, you know, if you took my hands, you might as well take my life. And, you know, a, lo- a lot of the people would, would, would tell me, you know, you know, because every, every time I'd contact somebody, would be like, oh, well, they fucking cut off another fucking finger. I mean, because yeah. they didn't fucking amputate it all at once, my man. I mean, they tried to save everything they fucking could mm-hmm. in all actuality. <laughs> To their, you know, in their defense, and it was just like every time they took it back, you know, another knuckle, another. It was, and it, they all didn't go at once. I mean, that was a real painstaking, fucking, evil, fucking deal going down. And I tell people, I said, yeah, you know, well, they took this or that, and people be like, oh fuck, man, if they took my hands, you know, I think I'd just rather fucking die. I mean, what kind of person do you think he's gonna be when he fucking? when he comes out of this and you think he'll ever be the same person and stuff and uh, I would tell everybody you know if if there's one person that that I honestly believe that could have pulled through this I mean I mean like if this shit happened to fucking me I would honestly be figuring out how to pull a fucking trigger with my hook in all actuality because I I don't think I could deal with it the same way that fucking Mark did in all actuality. No, that's there's a so, indomitable yeah. spirit. I mean. I, absolutely, but I kept telling people, you know, I mean, if anybody's gonna, you know, it's gonna be Mark. Yeah. And people say, oh boy, I don't know, he's gonna, you know, so much can change and so much. And uh, the first time I seen him, I brought him a, I brought him a T-shirt from an event and stuff because. We kind of do this t-shirt trade-off. I don't go to too many shows anymore, though. You're, you're doing a lot more shows than I am. We do this t-shirt trade-off where if we go, one of us buys a t-shirt for the other one, and we swap back and forth. Uh, shirts from shows and stuff just... Oh, that's what we've been doing with the jock straps lately. No. Oh, jeez. No, oh. no, no, no. They're not called jock straps. I, I, I don't wear anywhere. I don't wear anywhere. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah so, exactly. I'm it's out. It's all about the snorkel. Yeah, I'm out. 
puke. So, just for that reason, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and uh, you know, God, I think I think I have pictures still when I first saw you and put you in. You know, first thing you want to do is put the fucking t-shirt on. Yeah, that's. Cool. I, I mean, for real, that that's. He couldn't speak at all when I first seen him. He were still, you were still on a ventilator mm-hmm. when I first seen him. He was still ventilated, couldn't speak at all. I mean, very, very, very minimal movement. I mean, like the first time I heard him talk was probably about two weeks after he'd been home, and they'd have to, you know, plug the ventilator. And uh, fuck. <sighs> First fucking words he spoke was "I love you," because wow. Joycelyn was right there. And uh, fuck Almighty, man! And I can honestly say that there isn't a time we talk where both of us don't fucking say that to one another. Sure. To this day, my own brother don't fucking say that to me, but he does. God damn. And. The first words he spoke to me was, I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I jumped in probably when I should not have, because the very first words I spoke once they had the the speaking valve in, because Joycelyn was right there and I told her I loved her, and my second phrase was, this sucks. And the first, <laughs> but yeah, and the, and the first time I saw Clint, I told him I loved him. Wow. Yeah. It, it was fucking brutal. And I mean, you know, and and everybody was like, well, what kind of person do you think Mark's going to be? And, and, you know, I said, oh, fuck you, watch. Mark will come through this, man. And, I mean, <clears throat> God. We, That's what you tell me all the time. I mean, I'm like, what's the latest with Mark? Oh, man, I don't know, I don't know. But if anybody can pull through, it's Mark. No, no matter how how deep the subterranean depths of the... He's like, but the next sentence was... But it's Mark. Yeah, he, he was, you know, Mark Mark is probably the most positive. I mean, that's probably one of the situations where opposites really do attract. Because, you know, we were at work, and God, we were working some shit-ass fucking pile of shit graveyard fucking shift and everything. It was fucking evil as fuck. You're allergic to that. Yeah, but I did it for a long time down mm-hmm. there. And it fucking sucked ass. I think, like... Mark's probably one of the only reasons I really did stick around at that job and stuff. Just kind of made it fucking half-ass bearable. Sure. And, uh, you know, so... But he was always fucking... You know, living the dream. Blah, blah, blah. Everything else. And I was like, God, how the fuck do you stay that fucking cheery, man? <laughs> you know, especially my dark ass is just like, Fuck! <laughs> I would fucking throw, I would throw hammers around that place. I, I called would, it Thor. Did it? No, man. I, oh, so I, now wait, just a cotton picking fucking minute. I throw a microphone and you act like it's uh, the end of the world, but you're throwing hammers around a building. Oh, I'm much younger. I've matured since then. Oh, they really? <laughs> yeah, I mean that fucking job. I mean, uh, that job did suck ass. <laughs> I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked I, I liked the work. I liked the fabrication that we were doing. Oh, we and made I, some cool fucking shit. And I liked the crew that I worked with. And I hated the management. Sure. I mean, I know that's true of most jobs ever. But this job, it was awful. Particularly style, bad. It was awful. The crew I worked with was the only reason that I stuck around as long as I did. 
And that was uh, manufacturing plastics at that yeah. point? Yeah. yeah. And I had never fabbed plastic before. I was going to ask what kind of but it translation there was between woodworking to Well, that job, you, you figure the, the plastic fabricator hiring base around here is not large. So they were hiring a lot of cabinet makers and training them how to do the plastic side of things. Clint was the exception that he had any plastic background before he got there. Most of us were cabinet makers. Yeah, we what, was your, what was your plastic background? Melting Stretch Armstrong? Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that, 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 you know, all the other... Making sporks. Sniffing glue. Sporks. <laughs> building sporks. You Fuck were it. a spork manufacturer? Yeah. No shit? You doing injection molding stuff? <clears throat> okay, so I worked for a company here in the Valley, plastic fabrication, for an extended period of time. And people would always ask me, well, what do you do? And I would always tell them that I work at the end of the assembly line when the spork rolls out of the machine. I take it off this conveyor belt, I turn, I set it on the napkin, and I set it on down the line for KFC. And after that, no one would ever ask me what the fuck I ever did again. So I wouldn't have to explain any fucking thing. So every time somebody asked me what the fuck I did, I fuck, I just work at the spork factory, man. <laughs> spork from work. Yeah, I just worked at the sports. I worked at the spork factory for KFC. I just take it off this conveyor belt, one fork at a time. I gently set it on the napkin, and it goes on down the line. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. People just he like... He made his house payment doing that. People would look at me going, oh, fuck, how does this guy fucking maintain? But yeah, <laughs> they never asked me what I did. So no, I, I mean, I did all aspects of plastic. I mean, Christ, the place I work now is plastic. Well, the first fucking time I met you was way before Little League Baseball. Because I was working oh, on... Oh, here we fucking go. Yeah. He loves telling this fucking story. Yeah, all right, here we go. <clears throat> Cocksucker insulted me right off the bat. <laughs> well, have you met him? Yeah. Yeah, here we are. Here we are, all this time, intrinsically linked. I'm, work, I'm working on a prototype for an aqueous-based parts washer, right? So right. it doesn't use standard solvent and all this kind of shit. But everything, all the parts washers were like a... Tub on a tank kind of deal, like a kitchen sink on a drum, right? Mm-hmm. But I invented this thing that was really fucking cool. It was wall-mounted. But the kicker was I was making it out of HDPE, and I didn't know how to weld plastic. So I went down to XYZ Plastic Company and paid $600 for a goddamn plastic welding thing and the plastic welding rod, and they sent me this shit, blah, blah, blah. And I just cannot get this to work. I don't know what plastic welding looks like, for hell's sake. I think it looks like welding, right? So I gob this son of a bitch up, and it's all snotty looking, and I think, man, that ain't too bad. I filled the fucking thing with water. It didn't stay filled with water too long. Mm-hmm. So I go to this other company, and I say, hey, I've been trying to weld plastic. And they're like, well, we're going to send you around to the back. Uh, we'll send you back to Plastic Fab. Uh, we'll have a guy come out and look at it. So I load this son of a bitch in my truck, and I drive around the back, and I go into there, and I said, somebody's supposed to look at my welds and tell me what they're doing. And he said, okay, someone's going to be out pretty soon. part of the story, too. What's that? You love this part of the fucking yeah, story. Yeah, he comes out there. <laughs> he goes, what can I help you with? And I said, well, I got this uh, white HDPE panel I'm trying to weld, and he goes, that ain't white. It's fucking neutral. or n- Natural. Natural. Like, well, they told me it's white, and you're like, it ain't fucking white, it's natural. I'm like, well, okay, I got this natural panel, and I'm trying to do this and trying to do that. What are these? What do you think about these welds? He goes, those welds are shit. And I'm like, 
oh, well, what do you think I should do? Fucking start over. I'm like, oh, fair enough. <laughs> I'm like, I just met the most ignorant son of a bitch outside my family tree. I thought every prick I knew. And, and now I'm part of that fucking yeah. family tree. Yeah. 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 Basement. yeah. It all makes like, sense. Every yeah. dirty, rotten, piss complected, cross threaded, flat breasted motherfucker I ever met was part of my dad's family. And here's somebody <laughs> new. I'm like, I was mesmerized. Like, ET phone home? What, what are we doing here? And pretty soon, little kid starts playing baseball, and I go, look at that pellet-headed fuck. He's the guy that wills. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Next thing you know, we're in the art dungeon. Did, did you really remember me? Yes, I did. Really? really? Yeah. Yeah. So, I so you, didn't, you, didn't fucking, you didn't fucking like me right off the get-go then, right? You I were mean, scary. You were very scary. Yeah. And when I met you, that might have, that was the tail end of the when I was driving Subarus, wearing sweater vests and smoking cigars. Yeah. Yeah. So... I thought, oh, that's every bully I've ever known. Yeah, and I think I think at the time when we met, I was still bouncing and everything. Too, yeah, so you were I, a mean yeah. son of a bitch. That that's not true at all. I just, I, it was just a dark time. <laughs> it was a dark thirty some odd years. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm mature. I don't wear shorts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So so. Yeah, you go. I, I don't remember. I don't remember that interaction. Well, I don't look. I mean, you want me to go put on a fucking sweater vest? No, no, no. You no. say, hey, ring a bell? No, you no. But yeah, I, I don't remember the interaction. I definitely don't fucking deny it because you know, no, no, sounds you, like me all the fucking uh, way. You, you make a hell of an impression, my friend. Yeah, and, and I think you remembered me all that time. Wow, yeah. I'm flattered. Don't don't be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's other shit I remember too. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah, that's uh, gotta be sign the kids up for little league baseball, and uh, they they send us off with some. Oh fuck, Almighty, this guy, <laughs> fucking coach, holy fucking shit, this motherfucker couldn't walk and chew gum at the He's same dead. fucking time. He died. Did he? He got hit by a car. Ooh. He had a bag of cat food and stopped in the middle of the road to lick his nuts and got run over. <laughs> that didn't really happen. No. No. But, I mean, he, did he get hit by a car? I don't know. Like, but he, did, he did pass he, away, though. No, he's probably still alive, but... Oh, well, fuck, dude. Yeah, that is even fucking that. funny, man. That's <laughs> fucked up. I'm sitting here about ready to fucking he, rail on the dude, and you're like, well, he's fucking dead. It's like, oh, shit. No, well, we met him. I better back up. He acted like yeah. he had just been hit by a car. The first time we met him. Yeah, he he, he was... Uh, um, thick spitted, see? Now. I don't know about thick spitted. That's where Definitely thick... chromosome fucking challenge. No, no, no. That, make it. <gasps> Fuck. Augmented reality. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... <laughs> you remember his old lady ruled him with that fucking iron fist, boy? Yeah. She, Man, she, she fucking... Tough. Wow. Yeah. She had him fucking... That bitch say shit, that motherfucker say how much and what color... Dear, <laughs> <laughs> you want a wet one with time? Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> so yeah, but he, so the kids. I mean, I don't even. I don't even think there was a test. Well, I know there wasn't a fucking test to coach baseball or fucking football because they let me fucking do it. <laughs> but he sets down home plate, and the most unathletic person I've ever met. I mean, he looks at me and goes. That plate's backwards. And I instantly think, 
I like this fucking guy, man. Oh, I'm the most dead. I thought you were talking about the coach. No, no. Oh, I'm like, are you talking about the guy that had the shape like an avocado? No, no, no. I mean, I mean, like, you, you, you don't know shit about sports, man. I don't know what the. No, fuck not a fucking know, thing about bro. sports. I mean, when, if we talk sports, I usually talk. Well, sometimes with work, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. something. But, but with I you, give a shit with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no sports. Uh, fucking. Looks I, like I'd, rather, I'd rather watch somebody operate a backhoe. Yeah, or, or read a medical fucking journal or, or something. Or watch somebody ride their bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I just don't give a fuck. Right, and so if we would roll up in there and yeah, home plate was fucking backwards. He's like, you know that plate's backward, right? So <laughs> I walk over there and I whip it around the correct direction. Sure. And uh, he's going to assert himself at this fucking point, right? He the coach? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the coach. The coach. Fuck, I never asserted myself my whole oh, life. Well, that's why I didn't think he was talking about you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the coach oh. comes over, flips that fucking plate back around, like right fucking in front of me. What the point of the picture? I fucking <laughs> shoot this motherfucker a look. I said, are you fucking with me right now? <laughs> he took three steps back. At this point, his old lady stands up, too, off her fucking lawn chair or fucking whatever, right? Because, and I... This bitch could take me no chance, you know. <laughs> but but in my defense, I was giving up about two hundred pounds in my out of my yeah, weight class. Just so. gonna tangle you up and smother you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she stands up. He's so used to being shoved the fuck around, he instantly fucking cowers. Yeah. So we turn the fucking plate back around. And he's got these kids doing these weird ass fucking drills for. I mean, you know. He's got like these kids running bases. Running bases is a huge fundamental part of baseball. Yeah. Yeah, if you fucking hit the ball first. <laughs> Maybe you I mean, that's, a, that's that. a fucking priority. On that. Yeah. You're running nowhere if you don't fucking hit the ball. You're running back to the fucking dugout. And listen, Jimmy Jr., the pitcher's mound is not a base. Yeah. So I step up to give him a hand. I look at Justin. I said, "All right, we're gonna fucking do this. We're gonna, yeah." yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, so, "What the fuck have I done now?" Plastic yeah. guy. Yeah. So yeah. The now I'm part of the welders quorum, the plastic welders quorum. Yep. Local number. I, I we didn't. There was no local. It's <laughs> <laughs> local, local two thirty two. Yeah, it's fucking. It's Utah. There's no fucking local. Nothing, man. It's a right to work state. Thank God. Hey, I used to be a teamster. You know? A dues-paying teamster. Really? Yeah, can you believe that shit? Did you know Jimmy Hoffa? Yes, I oh. did. What? Yeah. I, I didn't say anything. I just said, you know, I mean, why didn't you stick with that? You know you'd be retired by now, right? That's that's another thing that both Mark and I have in common also. We both see the benefits of unions. Yes, I grew up in a union family in Las Vegas, and union always took good care of our family. I grew up I'm in a union. union. I, I grew up in a union family in Utah. I'm pro union as well. So, I mean, but not union enough to drink paps. <laughs> uh, um, as Justin mentioned, Utah is a right to work state, and for whatever reason, unions are not popular around here. But they sure are in Nevada, and we were glad for it. Yeah, I mean, who were you talking shit about not drinking paps? What? Oh, I, I said. I, I'm pro-union, but not pro-union enough to drink Pabst. Oh, fuck. I've seen you drink an ocean of that shit. I had some a couple weeks ago. Yeah? Yeah. I drink a lot of it, I do. Next you're thing, you drink Keystone. 
I don't like Keystone. Oh fuck! I had fucking I went out camping. I had Miller High Life. And I like. I'll drink the shit out of a Miller. Miller High Life. Yeah. Champagne, champagne beers. Fucking beers. You bet. Yeah. yeah. We had a, some Coors Light and. I get it. I get and, it. And, and this is the part where you, you guys have to decide if I have to throw my man cart on the table and walk away. Did you drink a fucking seltzer? I, I did not drink a seltzer. Did you stuff a seltzer? What do you in your to admit? Just admit it. I, Tell us. I, I, I think I, I think I would have enjoyed it more with a seltzer shoved up my ass than actually fucking drinking. Yeah, mimosa. No, no. <laughs> back again to a previous that, that's a callback right there. Yeah. Wow. Fucking first time he fucking chimes up. Now I gotta go over and fucking <laughs> slug him one. <laughs> Remember, you're an adult now, fucker. <laughs> so, no, I had a uh, 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 and I did not finish it either. I couldn't finish it. Yes, it was, you did. No, I didn't. Yeah, look at him salivating. <laughs> If a, only I'd finish that. A like black half che- dog. A black cherry white claw. You did have a white claw. I had a half a white claw. Black cherry white claw. Yeah, sir. We, we got a lot of collisions there. I mean, we got a yin and yang on white My cherry God, claw. it was fucking garbage. I think you would have liked it though, Mark. Oh wow! <laughs> was it clear? Uh, did it have a tint? I mean, I, I didn't pour it in a glass. I didn't give it the glass yeah. test. It wasn't even worthy of the glass test. I'd have rather had bat squatch. Would it, would it pass as a comment? Hey, that there is one more of them goddamn polygamy You're, corpses up there. Oh, I thought you were going to say bat squatch. I'm like, you're fucking with me. That was a few months ago, wasn't it? Oh, there's, you know I like beer. I will drink any fucking beer that's around here. There is still a polygamy porter up in there. You dislike it that much? Oh, my God. Oh, I, I was Last night I was looking at it. I, I may have picked it up and set it down three or four times, but it's still in the fridge. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, well, I didn't have a beer last night. Fucking douche knot. Fuck. Yeah. Right, I went all the way to Amherst to get some. Oh, I thought he was here. calling me a douche now. No, no, no. no. <laughs> he the talks, guy, the guy, that's what he calls me when Mark's not around. The guy at the liquor store had a big fucking man butt on his fucking head. Oh, and you trusted this guy? Well, it's a liquor store, man butt. I'm buying fucking craft Jeez. beer and man shit. Man butt. That's right. One out of four times. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but... I, I only bought two that time, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so but that other shit was good. Oh yeah, but, but that was on the lost episode, so we haven't even reviewed that. That's true. That yeah. was a lost episode because I, I think you I, may have to go back and talk to Manbone and say, hey, as soon as you rub the clitoris off the back of your head, give me some more of that good shit. Yeah, I, I don't even remember the name of it. That's Where's how the, fucked up I was. It was called Belgian white. We ought to start. We ought to start a shelf with the beer that we've actually drank here. Well, that's a fine keep a idea. fucking record or something of it. This I mean, is well, like well, half. Yeah, yeah, half. Record that you put together what a day ago or just off memory? Two recordings ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Mark, I mean, yes. you, you know th- this this motherfucker, Mark. When you hang out with Mark, people fucking stare at Mark. Adults stare. Children are fucking fascinated mm-hmm. by him. I mean, completely fucking fascinated. First off, he's got a hook on one on. Well, that day he had both hooks on. Yeah. And children are just fucking fascinated with him. People will come up and fucking salute him. They will come up and thank him for his fucking service. Really? You get that uh, shit? That is far and away the most common. Either I get asked about my military service or I'm thanked for my service. It happens a couple of times a week minimum. Wow. Happens often. I didn't very even, often. I would have never even thought of that. Yeah, yeah. It's, people assume that based on my, you know, my, my burns and my scars and my amputations that... It happened over in the sandbox. Wow. Yeah. And uh, 
No, I never was in the military. That, I would That would have never even... It's often the first thing. And I've got a, another buddy of mine that uh, he's also a, a bilateral amputee. He's got hooks on both sides. And he's been like that for 11 years now. And he, he says he gets it all the time. And it's probably a safe guess that for every person that actually says something, there's probably 10 that assume. Well, yeah. That makes sense. I, I'd buy those odds. Yeah. I, I would have never even... Yes, the most common question I get. So we're we're this is this is probably one of my favorite stories because it, it reflects on both of us. But we're uh, we're at the Labor Day car show in Magna. You you remember this, Leah? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The if, the, if you're un- going where the I think you're going. Union Labor Day where everybody was drinking Pabst. Everything was fucking free. All you had to do was show up. It was all free. Free car show, free food, free everything. So they gave away snow cones. So we drag over to the snow cone aisle. There's some lady, and she's got this fan thing waving mm-hmm. on her. She's fucking, oh, oh, it's so hot. Mark and I are behind her in line. The <laughs> motherfucker chimes up with this statement. I've been hotter. <laughs> she turns around and looks at him, and she instantly is like, Oh, she's just like fucking dumbfounded. What I just look at it. Don't fucking do that. To her. I do it all the time. It's one of my favorite lines. When it's this time of year and people complain about. Oh me, yeah. I said it just last week. Good. I, I use that line often. Yeah. I've been hotter. Yeah. I, I, but uh, I'm just like don't fucking do that shit. Be standing there and you know, like like when he was opening the fucking bottle earlier with his mouth still on. Let me give you. You need a hand with that? No, I need, I need two. two. It so used to, it used to, it used to bother the fuck out of me at first because I didn't know the reply for that. I was like, oh, well, what do I say? And then I was like, fuck you, asshole. Uh-huh. You're not gonna guilt me. Okay, be- before we hit record, before you even showed up, I hear footsteps and screaming and everything, and I'm just like, oh fuck, the dog got out. Yeah, then the I dog get, did get out. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Then I get a message, yeah. and I'm like, oh. Fuck. Dog's out, all hands on deck. And Mark says, well, I'm out of this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, anything to do with hands, Mark is just like, eh, I'm going to use this as a fucking yeah. joke. Uh, Hand jokes are funny. Fire jokes are funny. I do it every chance I get. <laughs> yeah, just to make, just to watch you, people fucking, fucking squirm. Cool. Just to watch you, people you fucking squirm. That you would not believe, until you pay attention to it, how often people will use the term, you know, the handy. Oh, that's handy. No, I'm not. I'm just the opposite. <laughs> I, every chance I get. How often do you play hooky? Uh, ah, I have. I'm gonna use that. I've yeah, never done that. There you go. Yep. I have, let's see. Hey, so, it looks like you're 15 minutes late. Sorry, I was I playing, playing hooky. We're not feeding the beast. Yeah, there we go. I'm gonna, hear I'm gonna that use shit. that. <laughs> let's see. My first Halloween. I was actually still in the hospital. We can come back to that too. I was actually still in the hospital my first Halloween, October. Uh, so the floor was having a little Halloween party. So I dressed up as Captain Hook. Because how could I not? Because <laughs> how could I not? And my second, my <laughs> second looks, Halloween. He looks at you. Because how could I not? Uh huh. Bears down with the laser. Let's mate. see. And then I was Burning Man for the next Halloween. <laughs> And then, then the, yeah. and it was it was a simple costume. It was just a hoodie, but still. And then last Halloween, you know, the world was kind of shut down, so nothing happened. And I was working that day anyway. 
But uh, this upcoming Halloween, uh, Edward Scissorhands. Fucking right on. I will help you do that. Yeah. I'm into that shit. That's fucking cool. So, Edward Scissorhooks. Yeah. <laughs> I, any chance I get, man, play it up. Fuck, why not? You earned it. I earned it. I, I tell people, I, I'll walk around in shorts all the time to show off my very sexy legs. No. And, no. Uh, no. Yeah, I earned no. it. You Fuck yeah. So he mentioned you were always an optimistic person. And at, oh, at so point, fucking cheerful. At one point, it would be like were, at four in the fucking morning, and Mark would be just fucking so joyous and happy, and I would just be like, "Shut the fuck <laughs> up, dude. Go away." <laughs> were your parents like that? My dad was. I mean, was he? Yeah, kind of just a joyous guy. Yeah, just he was the uh, oldest child I'd ever met. That's cool. I just I I looked up to, and he he. Passed actually while Clint and I were working at the same place, uh, and uh, so it's been cats yeah, in July. Wow, I'm just thinking what the date is, and uh, the his the uh, anniversary of when I lost him it was 12 years ago. Oh my that, god, that he passed, but uh, oh man, just optimistic and happy. And it was actually a uh, cancer that took him. And I, so I got the phone call when he passed. So the last time that I saw him before he died, he was still in the hospital. And he was living in Cedar City, Utah. But because of the you know, insurance through the union and all that, he was going to Las Vegas for his treatments. Oh, dear God. And so he was staying at his brother's house uh, while he was going through his treatments. And my stepmom told me this story after the fact that, and this is just a snapshot of how he is. So he's going through chemo and and he's lost all his hair and and uh, his, his gums are receding and his mouth is in bad shape and I mean he was a wreck and he was walking out the door to uh, go to some doctor's appointment from his brother's house and glanced in the mirror as he was going out and he looked at himself in the mirror and said, "Who is that homeless guy?" <laughs> <laughs> That's my dad in a nutshell. Right man. on. So that that's Why? what I grew up with. Did, you, did your father pass from cancer also? Yeah. In fact, you were talking about your accident was January of 2018. Yeah. I think my dad flipped his fucking shoes in uh, December. December 31st of 17. So really. Yeah. Yeah. So really it was about sound. the same time. Yeah. Yeah. See, and so when we started at that at that job, my father had just passed mm -hmm. when we started there. Uh, that same year and everything. So, so both of our fathers passed relatively close. Yeah, yeah. You better not be dying of cancer now. And yeah, and, and do I my my father my father did not die. Of, my father <laughs> do I look like of, I'm wasting away? My father did not die of cancer. My father died of a staph infection. Mercy. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. While he was in the middle of cancer treatment. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. He had COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twenty years yeah. before it. Well, and. Uh, uh, Technically speaking, my father did not die of cancer either. He died of uh, a, a blood clot in his lung because he wasn't on blood thinners, which he probably should have been because he had cancer. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, yeah, so, you know, yeah, my, my, my dad was a big, giant fucking kid, too. I mean, he fucking collected fucking Hot Wheels. That's cool. Fucking, That's fun. That's something else Mark and I had in common. Hot Wheels cars. Hot Wheels models. Model yeah, my, my dad was a kid. He was optimistic, yeah. like a corn-studded turd with an eyeball pushed in backwards. 
What the fuck does that mean? He was not an optimistic fella. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's an opposite is what he's getting at. Yeah, all right. He wasn't pessimistic. He was pessimistic. He was <laughs> pessimistic. <laughs> you, you know, you, I mean... I, I knew your father. I mean, you you never met. No, my, I, I didn't you never to meet my, your dad. No, my father passed away and all that before we met. I met your father. You know, there wasn't a time that he never offered me a beer. There wasn't a time that he wasn't just happy to have me. Yes, I, I will. Just re- happy to have me over there. I mean, I'm going to tell you if I ever get a tattoo, it's going to say this: My dad treated friends like family, strangers like friends, and family like shit. Neatest fucking guy in the world. Yeah, I mean, until you got home with the fucking door closed. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, you would call me up on the phone and say, "Hey, we went to uh, Evanston today. Come on over. We got like a keg." Oh yeah, you brought over the. You were drinking the out of the piss urinal. Yeah, that's what I always. That's my keg cup. I still got the. We gotta get a keg. I got a keg. We well, gotta trade the keg for a new keg. There's two of us, motherfucker. What happened last time we tried to do that? And there was four of us that I tried to kick I woke up with mud. Home. I had mud in my ear. Yeah. yeah and it, uh, it, my it wife t- got her boobies honked, and I puked for a month and a half. Yeah, we, yeah. That was a bad day for a while. That was a bad January day. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for the record, I wasn't the one honking on his old lady's tits. No, ears, no. So. And for the record, I wasn't honking my old lady's tits either. Yeah, that was a weird fucking deal. No, but we ought to get a cake. No. But I think it sounds delightful. What, what, all right, you know what? Let's do it for... All right, for everybody fuck. fucking listening and everybody else out there, we're going to have... This can't go on for fucking ever. We're going to run out of fucking content. So I yeah. wanted to... So we're going to do our 20th episode. Straight up, down the hole, fucking kegger bash, and we're going to straight up record it, man. Now, I've got like nine hours of shit to mince through. I can make a lot of episodes. We'll be on 20 episodes. Fuck, there isn't nine hours worth of content out of this shit, oh, man. Well, Fuck there's you. not good content. No, it's like you're just going to bash it. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Fucking Kager, 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 Kager. Another special 30-minute episode. Look at half-ass space on your uh, 50th birthday, which is tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, you're going to be 50 tomorrow. You're going to be 50 tomorrow. Wow. Hey, happy fucking birthday. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's not another 50 in here. There isn't another 50 uh, fucking any of us. I'm over halfway. Say, between the three of us, there isn't 50. <laughs> Twice or 25 between the fucking three of us. Let's be honest. Well, I don't know. You know, you know what kills me? So far, nothing. Perfect! Your ass, motherfucker. I mean, it'll catch you eventually. There's no proof. Smoking is gonna kill me and you too, motherfucker. (laughs) I only smoked that one time. (laughs) But it lasted a long time. It was a long time. I smoked the video. Oh, that's another thing too. That's a tough video to watch. Oh my god! So we had uh, we pulled into Tucson uh, at the raceway about two, three in the morning. I, I don't remember the exact time we pulled in in the morning. And uh, everybody took turns sleeping. I can't sleep in a moving vehicle. Yeah, I mean, we've we talked about that. Yeah, because my father scared the, terrified the shit out of me. So it's one of those conditioning things. I can't sleep. Sure, sure. So we get to the raceway, and all of a sudden the, the boys, and, and they're both grown, grown fucking men by now. I think I think they were both really close at that age and stuff. And I, I don't remember their exact ages when this happened. So <coughs> they're on YouTube and all that other stuff. Sure enough, man. Mm. They bring up the video. While already dr- posted on YouTube. While, while you're Our, driving down there. 
we're at the raceway oh, and they bring, we're at the Christ. raceway it's dark the raceway's closed they won't let us pick up the car and they said we have to come back in the morning and so uh they i see the video and uh you know i, I don't have the exact page i'm not going to tell everybody to look at this or anything else no, like no. that i mean but i i seen it and it's one of those things where like you watch this stuff on YouTube and you watch this stuff on fucking Facebook and all this other shit and it doesn't really fucking dawn on you at all. That's a human fucking being. Yes! Yeah. Fuck yeah! And then when when it's somebody you fucking know, it's like, what the fuck? I mean, I want to find this motherfucker who posted this at this point. <clears throat> yeah. I want to fucking straight up... I mean, it is just fucking blind fucking rage that I experienced right there, man. Yeah. Your kids had fucking seen this by then. Also, mm -hmm. your wife had seen this by then and everything. There's multiple videos out there. There's multiple commentary out there. Mm. There's, I mean, you know, so the drags that he was referring to was, uh, can we say? Well, sure. It was held at uh, Tucson Raceway. And, yeah, it was the 2018 Zip Tie Drags. And Sponsored by Roadkill. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys at Roadkill. They fucking, I mean, you know, they talked a big fucking game. Still nothing from you two fucking pukes. Step up. Oh, they were good. Oh, yeah, yeah, at the, at the you know. Everything they could. Oh, when every, oh, yeah, when everything happened, I mean, you know, they were going to, they were, boy, they were going to step right up and take nothing, man. That one guy wears flip-flops. Fuck him anyway. Which one guy? I don't know, one of them fucking cocksuckers. I turned that on before, I'm like, oh, this is the roadkill guy, the guy wearing fucking flip-flops. Oh, okay. uh, that's the, uh, that's the, the douchebag, uh, um, well, yeah, uh, they said yeah. flip-flops. Yeah, no, yeah. The, the, that's the guy, uh, there's no reason to see him. So the only thing I know about roadkill, in all actuality, because I, I just, I really like the 55. <laughs> I really fucking dig his 55. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm not going to take anything away. And, and that guy seems like a dude that I could legitimately have a fucking beer with. That's like, what, what, the guy who owns the 55? Yeah. Mike Finnegan. Yeah, Finnegan. Yeah, I think, all right, I mean, I might have a beer with him, but that other guy, no fucking way. There's Sounds Irish. Guy. Probably the guy wearing flip-flops. But I love the Irish. Yeah, the other guy wears flip-flops. All right, fuck that. Up. Didn't we lose some Irish listeners? The... Did we? Yeah. Did oh, we? Yeah. That episode I, there? Yeah, the Irish listenership is down. Ooh. We're only down at one pub now. Yeah. Hey. Sorry. Sorry, lads. That's Scottish fucker. <laughs> yeah. And we just lost our other Irish. <laughs> what do they say in Wales? <laughs> Same island. <laughs> He's going to lay some geography on him and we're yeah. going to fucking drunk to argue with him. All right, what the fuck? I don't care. Go ahead and finish, lads. Yeah. Our ancestors left for a reason. Fuck off. Fuck the queen. You have a pair of boots that says save the queen on or something, don't you? Down the garage, well, I like yeah. the sex pistols. Punk rock's all right. It was sarcasm. It was the least punk punk thing ever done. Yeah. They sold out. Yeah. The the world's premier punk band sold out to Doc Martens, and you can buy sex pistols, Doc Martin boots. And shirts. Like, registered from the sex pistols. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. It's punk. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, they couldn't make it on their fucking musical talent. <gasps> yeah, fucking. Oh, that sex pistols are good. You don't like their music? Um, I've only been through this. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know on the, uh, I don't know about on, on the podcast. No. Yeah, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. No, I like no. the Sex Pistols. That's really? Yes. All right. I had to be in a mood for them. 
Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I don't think anybody in that whole fucking band can carry a tune in a fucking bucket, man. I mean, that was just terrible. Yeah. Well, that Sid was fucking <laughs> god awful. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was after Glenn Matlock, though. Yeah. Well, Jonesy's good. Steve Jones, guitarist. They kind of remind me of. Uh, so the Sex Pistols kind of remind me of Slipknot. What the fuck is Slipknot? A band? You've never heard of them? Well, they wear makeup like Kiss. Oh, they wear masks and all kinds of weird shit it was like, like that. War. Yeah. yeah, but but theater. Slipknot's even worse than any of these bands because there's about nine members to this band. And if you've ever listened to any of their stuff, there's nine people up there all playing a different fucking song. Yeah. And everybody's jumping the <laughs> fuck around like, Aah! it's like, Jesus fucking You, you can't concentrate. No, there are like, there's like, there's nine people playing as hard and as fast as they fucking can, and every one of them's playing a different fucking song. And all their okay. instruments are out of tune. Yeah, welcome to wow. Slipknot. Yeah, I don't want some. So if you like just self-torture, then Slipknot's the way to yeah, go. If you, yeah, if you, I like if you, self-torture old school. If you fucking hate music, you'll love Slipknot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have their own juggalos and shit, too? They have, like, a Probably. following. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Every band's got to have fans, so there's got to be out there somewhere. I even think they sell some of the masks at Halloween stores. Oh, Slipknot masks at yeah. Halloween stores? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Well, my grandpa used to say there's an ass for every seat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, we just don't even encourage yeah. it. Yeah. Come on. Here comes the statement. We're just going to agree and move the fuck on. Let's do. A, let's do a legitimate sign out. Let's let's pimp every fucking thing that we can because you know we got a Facebook page that nobody fucking likes. If you're listening, check us out on Facebook. It is down the hole podcast. And the fan page is down the hole. Uh, down the hole. Huh, don't don't troll off, man. Yeah, why, why the fuck do we have two pages? Why don't we? Yeah, have because one's a business page and one's for fans. The it's same. a business. Yeah, it's set up as a business. Wow, so I, you fucked up is how yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm like, oh, fuck, I got seven fucking Facebook notifications, and four of them are, do you want to add your hours for the upcoming holiday? <laughs> That's the one that I fucking get to and yeah, shit. Yeah, it's annoying yeah. as fuck. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Fuck we, you. No, we, but we got like, listeners. We got listeners. In Canada? Who the fuck listens to Canada? Richard. They're high. Who? Richard's Who? You can't say his last name. Edit that out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we got a, we got a listener in Illinois, Tracy. Uh, Again, no, edit that. No. Hi, Tracy. Thanks got for listening. Got a Thank listener. You. Oh, we got a listener in uh, Indiana. Your brother. Yeah. What's his name? What's John. What's his last name? John. 626 262 626. I don't know the social security number. Okay. Well, I just thought we'd I didn't even know refinance mine. our homes while we're at it. <clears throat> No, so yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we, but we have a uh, we. I was getting flagged for not having the Etsy name right. It's Justin Wood Studio. Justin Wood Studio on Etsy.com. Yeah. Man, getting... check that shit out. He's got some crazy ass fucking shit on it. Should I play the Cookie Monster commercial at the end? Cookie Monster. Oh commercial. God! <laughs> you, don't, you don't even listen to the fucking commercials. Communist son of a bitch. Uh, I, is there a Cookie Monster commercial? Yeah. It's... Yeah. At the end? At, At the, the end. Of episode yes. six, yeah. At the end of episode six. Yeah. The only ending I've heard is the gunshot at the end of the one. And then it goes on after that. Does it? Yeah. Into the Cookie Monster. Oh. Yeah. yeah Apparently I've never heard right. of it. Yeah. I'll let you talk about yourself. I start fucking trailing up on that shit. Re-listen to that and refresh my memory. We have a Gmail account, right? What does that work? I... 
I don't know. Down the whole podcast at gmail.com. Down the whole podcast at gmail.com. I think Justin takes care of all that shit. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, if you want to talk to fucking Justin, deal with that. Any any of the other... Yeah. yeah I don't know how to get that shit on my phone. I, I don't want that shit on my phone. Fair. I don't want somebody to tell me... I mean... Hey, you get, guys get, fucking suck! Get this. We're not drinking bleach, motherfuckers. It's free. You get what you pay for. Fuck off. We're drinking Drano. No. Well, some of that fucking shit is pretty bad, though. I'll give you that. Yeah, there was one episode, I might have been four, but it was rambling on and incoherent and... Yeah, we got... It was, we got, it was a mess. We got hours of that. We have hours of that shit. Oh, did we just get our first review? Yeah, Mark gave us our first review. Just it, rambling it, on. It was rough. Yeah. Which one was that? Which uh, episode? All of it. He's thinking four. I think it was four. Well, it all can't be fucking gold, motherfuckers. This no. is unscripted. Fuck off, man. I mean, we're just... Go on here. But how do you think I feel having to sit through this every weekend? Yeah, yeah. And and it, it, yeah, okay, why don't you go do something else? Because like, you got nothing else to fucking do. Why don't you go get me another beer? I, I'm associated with some people on Facebook who I respect and admire. And one of them suggested that I start a podcast. And, then, and this is the best you can come up with? Yeah, and then uh, the tone of one of their recent podcasts was that maybe not everybody should start a fucking podcast. I couldn't help but feel a little hurt. Yeah. They're talking about true crime, though. Well, what we're doing is, a tr- is kind of a crime. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, might be a crime against humanity. <laughs> Obviously, I did a crime, right? You can't fuck your cousin. <laughs> you did. You can't, It turns well, out you can. Yeah, yeah, it's damn fun, too, you're man. Not, you're not supposed to, but you can do it. Yeah. This is the end of this episode. And, he, and he's going to go change those motherfucking sneakers before we start the next one. All right. I'll change the sneakers. Well, we got to do. We got two guest bears coming up next episode. Oh, really? Two yeah, we, still, we still got the Maui Wowie. Uh, you didn't drink that? No, fuck. I've been good. All right. Listen you, up. We got Lucky Buddha coming up. And, and what, uh, what's the other shit? That shit from a couple weeks ago. Oh, it's been aging. Yeah. All right. We're drinking a fuck ton of beer. This Let, let's send that one. Episode to be continued. All right, later. Uh, no, no, we're, we're gonna, gonna fucking <clears throat> do the guest beer. One of the guest beers now. Huh? Okay. We'd like to thank Mark. So we're gonna have a guest beer. Are we starting an episode? Or are we no. finishing? What the fuck is he doing? I don't know what he's doing. This is the shit we deal with. Yeah. I guess it's unanimous. Uh, it's the end of this episode. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thanks again, Mark, for showing up. Love you. Thank you, Mark. You're a pleasure to be here. (laughs) I'm. Oh my god. That's all, folks. (laughs) Huh? Today episode sponsored by Letter F, Penicillin, and Justin Wood Studio. On Etsy.com. Hey, you like cookies and monsters and cars? Go buy some shit. Um, nom, nom, nom.